From the banks of Dewey Lake, it's the Dewey Pod Monster. Welcome back. My name is John, and this is the Dewey Pod Monster Podcast. This is your weekly podcast about consumption. We are proud members of the You Run Podcast Network, and with me this week is the host of the Dewey Pod Monster Podcast, and his name is Sean. I only fucked up once, but Sean, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm losing some LBs, getting all this exercise. I'm watching all these movies about exercise. It's helping. It's getting me skinny. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far, but <laughs> I, I feel very... uh I feel very exercised as well. So stretching those hammies out. Putting some folds in the smooth brain. Motorboating's a uh, exercise, right? That's pretty much what I've been doing. Really? Okay, cool. Good for you. That's what it is, right? Or am I thinking of something else? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking of. I guess that's exercise. Yeah, we're Could go lead to that, exercise. So. Something to make you sweat. I mean, you're burning calories, no doubt about it. Hey, so. just breathing's burning calories. That's the way I look at it. That's true. That's why you can never get too fat, right? You just sit there and breathe. You're going to burn it off eventually. Respiration, perspiration, and urination. That's the way you lose weight. Pair that with a couple 16-ounce curls and you're good to go. Looking like Arnold. Right. And of that shit. So, Sean, it's only been a few days since we've talked last, but have you watched anything this week? Anything worth mentioning? I only got a chance to watch one thing, and it's on Tubi. It's a Tubi exclusive. Tubi, an exclusive. <laughs> Oh, I crack myself up sometimes. So I watched a documentary that was recently released on Tubi. I guess it was recently. I, I maybe maybe it wasn't called Satan Wants You and it is a documentary basically chronicling how satanic panic got launched. I guess that's the best way to explain it or to describe it. It's about a woman and her psychiatrist. They wrote a book together that's called Michelle Remembers and the psychiatrist basically would walk back through her memories implanted memories maybe and talk about how she was abused by this satanic cult and that her mother like submitted her to this cult and yeah so i mean the whole the book really launched a lot of satanic panic so after the fact you know geraldo rivera had a talk show or had a, a special about a, like a three-hour special on primetime i thought you were going to say geraldo rivera became satanic well and, maybe you know, but still be Depends on your views on Geraldo Rivera. But Donahue, all the talk shows would talk about it. They interviewed a few policemen that and an FBI agent that was in charge of the cult division of the FBI and stuff like that. They talked to they had interviews with the woman's sister because she's still alive, but she chose not to be interviewed. They had interviews with the psychiatrist's wife. They had interviews with actual Satanists. So it's it it didn't just cover this Michelle Remembers book, but it covered like all the things that surrounded this whole satanic panic, you know, from heavy metal music to I don't even I don't think they covered much about like Dungeons and Dragons. But for me, like that was the part that really hit home for me because I was a, a young nerd around satanic, the end of satanic panic, late 80s, early 90s. And you couldn't play your Dungeons and Dragons at middle school during your lunchtime. We called it junior high back in those days, kids. And uh, yeah, so it was a, it was an interesting doc. I've always been really interested in satanic panic and all that stuff. So it was a, it was a, I, I use the word fun loosely, but for me, I thought it was a fun view, but really that's all I got a chance to watch. I didn't really have much time to watch much else than that. The satanic metalheads, are they like normal people or are they like kind of the stereotype of satanic metalhead? They didn't really, they only showed like clips of talk shows or whatever with that they might have kids that were normal that you know maybe had long hair and wore band t-shirts and stuff like that i think they did have a few people that had like the white face 
death metal, black metal face paint shit, white and black and all that stuff. Maybe they had a clip of that. I've fallen into some pretty amazing rabbit holes of those idiots on YouTube where they're just talking a lot and not necessarily about anything that seems rational, but it's it's pretty funny to kind of string them along and listen to. There is a documentary and I want to see it and I haven't yet and I cannot remember the the name of it for the life of me, but it's about the and somebody listening will definitely know what I'm talking about. You might actually know what I'm talking about. It's a documentary following a band that like the lead singer was a they murdered a band member or the lead singer was murdered or something. They were they were like a Swedish I feel like I should know this. Yeah. Are you talking about the guy who orchestrated that house that got burned down and killed like a whole family? Yeah, but in Sweden or Norway or somewhere? I think it was in Norway. I haven't seen the documentary, but I know what you're You know talking what I'm talking about. about. Yeah. We'll have to look yeah. that up and yeah. watch it and maybe not talk about it on this podcast as an episode, but maybe we can discuss the, the Yeah, maybe we can, we'll track we can that find down. some way to bring it up. Yeah. But yeah, that's really all I got a chance to watch. Okay. Speaking of houses burning down, I watched this week's episode of Hard Knocks, which was before the house burned down. <laughs> I didn't see it yet, but Tyreek Hill's house. Yeah, it's before Oops. that happened, but well, you know, coincidental, right? Maybe it's one of his baby mamas. No, it's his house. His no, I mean were... one of, maybe one of them burned it down. Oh, the, well, that's <laughs> maybe. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, that shows hard knocks. I mean, it's it's as good as it always is. It's is if you like hard knocks, you'll like it. If you don't, I think at this point you pretty much know you don't like it. Not a whole lot to add there. I did put on the new Dave Chappelle special that came out on New Year's Eve, and I was really confused by it because the end feels very familiar, like I had heard it before, but I guess maybe I just, I don't know, maybe, I feel like a lot of the, when you get a bigger comedian, like as clips and stuff of theirs come out, like it, it can't make a whole new act every time. Like I probably did hear it, and it just made its way to this special. Is that Dreamer? Yeah. It's Dave Chappelle. If you like Dave Chappelle, there's really no reason you wouldn't like this. I think it's funny that every time they launch one of his specials, supposedly, at least according to you know news on the internet, half of Netflix's offices walk out because they don't like Dave Chappelle, apparently. But to my understanding, isn't he one of Netflix's bigger draws as far as like contracted, I guess, talents that are on Netflix? I got to think he's the biggest comedian they have on there. I would think so, but, you know, not everybody agrees with his statements. Views. Yeah. Yeah, but his statements are also being said in a comedy special. Walk it back. Not walk it back, but <laughs> fucking chill the fuck out. Like, you can say things in a comedy special that might not necessarily... One, the things that he's been, like, canceled for or whatever, if you actually listen to what he says in those specials, he's not saying anything bad at all. You know, you're hearing something in, in a sign, not you, but... Yeah, you're hearing it out of context. Or you're hearing what you want to hear and just, sure. you know, vilifying. But even if he did, did say something, like, pretty shitty, which that happens in comedy, I don't want to say all the time, but it happens, it's a fucking comedy show. He's not up there necessarily preaching truth. He's telling jokes, like, calm the fuck down. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but no, I, I mean, also it's like, like Bill Burr. And yeah, I was going to other... bring up Bill Burr. You know, Bill Burr, a lot of his comedy, I don't know if it still is, but a lot, like I went, when I went and saw him about maybe five or six years ago, it was like, oh, women, women, you know, but he's, it's, it's a he's joke. Dad now. And yeah. it's a joke. He's, yeah, that like too. He, he clearly loves his wife very much because that's, he talks about her constantly. So I don't think it's all in jest. It's like, it's comedy. I haven't listened to his podcast in a while, but when his wife butts in and they start having their, like, they're not really arguments, but they're 
Heated debates, I guess you could say. (laughs) Some of the best stuff on his show is when she's on. So, and it's obvious that they have a relationship where they can talk a little shit to each other and they know they're just fucking around. It's not like if he tells her to shut the hell up, he's really saying shut the hell up in like a threatening way. He's just fucking around with her. But I don't know. It's just, again, there's, is this a comedy special you should show a four year old? Probably not. A four year old probably wouldn't understand most of it, anyways. (laughs) Well, there's that too. (laughs) To be fair. That's why I said probably not. But is it like something that's, is it anything worse than what Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy said back in the 80s or the 90s? Not at all. And, you know, they're heralded as like the best ever. Whether you, I'm not even going down that rabbit hole as to who the best ever is. I don't care about that. But I don't know. I just, it's good. If you like Dave Chappelle, check it out. If you like stand up comedy and aren't going to be a dick about it, check it out. If you don't, then fuck off as per usual did you see the new ricky gervais do you have a do you care for ricky gervais or i know he's not everybody's thing i don't really like him Uh, my wife likes him i'm not really a big fan of his i don't know there's something about his delivery that i never liked and he's kind of a cunty englishman in a way that doesn't work for me and i don't i don't begrudge him for that i mean that's what he is fine do your thing make your money whatever but he's not one that i turn on okay i was just curious i watched maybe 20 minutes of it and it was late. That just came out like this week, didn't it? Um, maybe right or probably right around the same time that Dave Chappelle's came out. Maybe this right before the new year. Too, so yeah, that, his came out on the thirty first. I looked it up because it said it was a twenty twenty three release. So oh. I thought I had seen the end of it. I was like, did I watch this? Because he's got like ten of them on there now. You know? You're talking about Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that he had a new one coming out, I felt like didn't he just have a special? And I think it was maybe the year before. I think it was at the beginning of the year, but okay. still, I mean. He's got like, it seems like when he does them, and this time he at least hasn't yet, it seems like when he does them, he drops two or three at a time. So, which is kind of cool. I mean, whatever. So, speaking of Bill Burr, I am going to see him in March. So, I've seen, I saw him probably about five years, maybe six years ago, too. It was before the pandemic because he was talking about how he wanted a pandemic to thin out the numbers of humans and it didn't work. But I'm going to see, he's going to be here in March and. I got tickets to that, so I'm looking forward to that. Well, la ti da. Yeah, I'm I'm happy about it. I have no idea how much they cost. I'm not going to ask that question. I'm just going to go and enjoy it. Then you mentioned Tubi, so let's go ahead and get into that. I watched the full title, Bikini Bloodbath Colon Car Wash. I'm not sure why the colon's in the title, but it's Bikini Bloodbath Colon Car Wash. And it is a utter piece of shit that I won't even suggest for crummy movie March. It's that crummy. We got to get on the crummy movie March train. We got to get our, we're going to, what we're going to do just to throw it out there is put a poll out there, put multiple polls, a John pick, a Sean pick. We're going to have a little bracket. We're not going to tell you which pick is which. Correct. And then, uh, but I think you've said in private several times that you think it'll probably, it could be very obvious which one is a Sean pick and which is a John pick. And then we'll take, do a little bracketing system. We'll take the top four. I don't know how many weeks there are in March. I don't think we even need to do a bracketing system. I think we can just do four polls of four picks each. I don't know. I don't want to pick like 20 movies to try to whittle it down. Only four, four weeks in March, unfortunately. So only four crummy movies. Hey, you know what? By the way, just before we get into this episode anymore, this is episode 97. Oh, we're getting there. Yep. That means you're going to have to listen to us retalk about a movie because we hate how one episode sounds. But you got three episodes before that. And then, yes, yes Bikini Bloodbath Car Wash. So not as many boobs as I would have expected with a title like Bikini Bloodbath Car Wash. A lot of some guy trying to be a German exchange student dancing for some reason. Occasional deaths that are not very well done. Would not recommend. 
but it's on Tubi, so it's free. What I would recommend that I didn't realize was this great until, well, I probably did, but I forgot about how great it was. I enjoyed some cannabis refreshments and found the original Scooby-Doo cartoons on Tubi. There's a whole bunch of them on there. And let me tell you something, when you're starting to feel the effects of certain things and you kind of stumble into Scooby-Doo for about four hours, you're pretty fucking entertained. And I never realized until this time, this time watching it, how amusing it is when you have these four human characters. They're like, oh boy, this guy got stabbed in the face by uh, Mr. Milwaukee or whatever. And now we're going to really see what happened. Let's get into his, you know, van with a dead body in it and go check out that old bridge on the, you know, overlook. And then you'll see Scooby come into frame. He's not in the frame of the four human heads. He'll just kind of come from like mid screen into frame and go, Scooby Doo? You know, there's apparently that means, yeah, Scooby, we're going to go check out these dead bodies. Get in the car. Let's go. Dog. Like they have a full conversation with this cartoon dog who says his name and then just go in to solve more murder mysteries. I was like, I'm way too entertained by this right now. I'm going to try this out. <laughs> yeah, you did pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, if you enjoy reaching a different plane of existence and watching old cartoons i highly recommend scooby-doo on tubi you don't even recognize the commercials after a minute because you're too busy laughing at whatever blend right in with the show laughing at whatever shenanigans scooby-doo and the gang get into also the laws of gravity and physics in that show i mean i it's a cartoon but they really don't apply and it's one of those things again in my heightened state i was like how the fuck did shaggy that stone motherfucker just climb a ladder and then managed to jump four stories up into a window. I don't think he's going to jump that high. I, I think know, that's like just that. called poor animation. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, at the time, it seemed like a uh, worthy question. But yeah, I think that's pretty much all I really got as far as what I watched. So you can get the idea of where my week's been. Anything else you want to hit on before we roll into this week's topic? No, let's let's roll into it. Let's take our break and roll into it. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about the 2023 release, Murder Sides. Hey fam, Newman here from Movies for Days, your non-pretentious easy access movie chat podcast and weekly deep dive into any film from any genre, from any decade with anybody's guess as to how we chose that movie that week. Proud member of the You Run Podcast Network. Check us out where all great podcasts can be heard. And on Twitter at Movies Days. Movies is spelled regular. Days is spelled with a Z. So we are back. Let's get sweaty. Let's get loosened up and stretched out and in some leotards or something. We are going to talk about the 2023 release Murder Size, which is a film from AMP Films. You can follow them on Instagram and Twitter. There will include a link to their actual social handles because I can't, it's different on each and I don't remember which one's which. I don't want to misquote it. But we always start our movies with a third-party review. This movie is no different. And this week, we are taking a review from Mr. Skin. And Mr. Skin gives this movie three out of four stars and simply says the review in his review. Great nudity! Exclamation point. Is this the Mr. Skin? Yes. Wow. I didn't know that site was still active until this uh, review popped up. It's just a screenshot of it. And it's literally two words. Great nudity. And an exclamation point. So with that in mind, Sean, do you want to tell us what this movie's about? 
Yeah. So we go to IMDb to get the storyline and the plot. We're going to start with the storyline, I think. Whatever's on the top of IMDb for murder size. It says not labeling it anymore, which I kind of don't like. I like how they had it labeled. Before. I think the bottom is labeled. Oh. Yeah, storyline. Anyway. Anyways, Phoebe is an obsessed fitness nerd who gets her big break on a sleazy workout video. After being ridiculed by her co-stars, Phoebe befriends a mafia princess wild child who teaches her how to murder her way to the top. And if we go down to the storyline, it says, Phoebe, Kansas Bowling, is cast in an aerobics video, but she's unhappy with how everyone's acting. Isn't this a serious workout video? Then why is everyone acting so sexy on camera? Like Candy, Nikki, Monique, and Cassandra. Oh, Phoebe, don't you realize you're in a movie that started with a shower scene? That's care of, band, or I'm sorry, B and S-A, what? B and S about movies. I can't read. B and S about movies. I was going to say I like that name until you try to read it three times, and now I don't like that name anymore. Yeah, three times fast. Yeah, well, three times is too many for a lot of things, so. In and out, in and out, three times. Yeah, exactly. That's a big plot line, right? I'm going to start on this one. This was a movie that I was pretty excited about, really through the whenever I found that this was going to be a thing last year, up until I got to watch it, probably sometime in late summer of 2023 if you do follow us on any social media you've probably seen me babbling about this movie a lot because i think it's pretty well known at this point that we're both fans of this horror subgenre is that a fair statement that's fair i'll back you up on that yeah so seeing a movie coming out that is before i even knew a whole lot about it very clearly like leaning into that sub genre and trying to I, I feel like they tried to modernize it a little bit while keeping that 80s vibe going on it. I was I was very much so looking forward to getting the chance to enjoy this movie and getting a chance to kind of nerd out about it. The storyline that's in it, you know, there's I've heard people talk about this movie. I've heard I listen getting ready to, to talk about it for this interview. I've seen a couple people that have gone pretty in depth with what they took out of the movie and like hearing things like, oh, the weak character is such a strong character, which I can see that, except she's also a murderer. Spoilers. You know, the characters that are in it, they all do have their own individual personalities, which for an independent film like this, you don't see a lot of fleshed out characters. And for what this movie is, they actually do a pretty decent job of fleshing out the majority of the characters that have screen time in it. Before we go too far, whether you decide like wherever we fall on like our rankings on this, this is a movie that, you know, we're we're big fans of supporting independent film. You should check this out. It's on Tubi for free. If you've had any interest in all these aerobics-based horror movies that we've been talking about, I mean, they're all on Tubi right now, but this one should be at the top of your list just because it's current and it's worth giving some time. So, Sean, what were your expectations with this movie, or did you have any? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I think for me, I was expecting expectations was going expecting this to kind of follow along in the lineage of the two movies that we've talked about, you know, the previous two weeks, mm-hmm. Aerobicide and Death Spa. I thought it would probably be along those those lines, maybe more of a horror type film. And these are just expectations. This isn't what I thought of it. And yeah, I mean, I just thought it was going to kind of continue on that lineage. Obviously. It would be a more modern take. It would probably, I thought it would probably take place in modern day. Mm-hmm. 
So that was kind of like, oh, okay, well, let's, what's the scenario that this whole thing is set up? Like, I didn't, I didn't expect what actually happened in the movie, but I didn't really have a lot of expectations besides thinking, okay, this is probably going to be a play on a Robicide or, or Death Spa. It's going to be a horror movie, but with modern, a modern twist on it somehow. I didn't, I didn't expect that this was going to be getting into actual things about the movie now. I didn't expect that this would be like, take place in the 80s. And it didn't really, like even watching the movie, it took quite a while for me to actually understand that this was not like a current day thing for whatever reason. If I had to guess, a lot of that probably has to do with the look of the movie. And when I say the look of the movie, I mean the general quality of the movie. Mm -hmm. I have no idea what kind of cameras this is shot on really for the purposes of this. It doesn't matter. But this looks from a just a quality standpoint. This is shot in full HD. This looks good on a big screen TV. This is not like, well, frankly, the last two movies that we watch where if you put them on a big screen TV, you kind of feel like you're watching a VHS movie that's been upscaled. That's not this at all. And that's fine. Like, I'm not I'm not mad about that. I'm not complaining about that. But it does have it looks modernized as far as the I guess the technology that would have been used to make the movie in the first place. It definitely has a digital look to it. Yeah. And that's probably one of my, I don't know, most, I don't, it's not like a complaint, but it's kind of where I was confused because just off the bat, I thought if you're going to make a movie and it's in the vein of an 80s style movie, maybe you would run it through. And I know that VHS filters are done to death. You know, if you I go to think like shooting on actual film is way expensive now compared to digital, I would assume. Well, what I'm saying, though, is you could like there are there are tons of of people out there that like they film in oh, digital yeah. and then they put a, a VHS effect on it. I'm glad they didn't do that because that's almost that seems like very cliche right now. That seems like the very popular thing to do at the beginning of the movie when the movie comes in. And at the end, there's actually those little scan line overlays so that was kind of cool yeah i've seen the scene where where isabella's character is introduced when she's coming up in that muscle car mm -hmm. i've seen that re-edited in like an entire grindhouse style intro and you see little bits of it in the movie like it kind of cuts to it for like a second then cuts back to like the, the regular shot and it looks really really cool if they had just gone the whole like grindhouse look for it that said if you try to carry that through the entire movie it might have worked i mean again both really like machete we both i really like the grindhouse you know those two movies I, I i don't know if we've talked about those extensively but i would assume you probably at least are okay with them maybe not i don't know but i feel like for this movie in particular like if you had tried to carry that through the whole thing i don't know that it would have been as effective it almost would have felt like it kind of cheapened look at the film or that it was kind of following trends maybe maybe will bit would have been a little bit too trendy but it did i just think overall because it's trying to emulate that you know if we're talking grindhouse i i usually think of grindhouse as being more 70s 60s 70s great and and vhs obviously would be the the look that this would go for would be more vhs the other thing is i'm not a big fan of how this movie uses that synthwave soundtrack so much under the under the movie like i i love synthwave music it's not the music choice that they use but it's that it plays so often through the movie i'm i'm okay with the movie having either some ambient noise or some kind of sound the the only real complaints that i have about this movie just to kind of get the complaints out of the way is nitpicky technical stuff like playing music under a lot of the movie I felt like the sound was mixed really weird. There are parts where they are are maxing out the audio to like the extreme. There's not a lot of dynamic. It's and that's to make it so you can hear it. But there's a lot of times where people are talking and they're yelling and it's like almost too much. Mm -hmm. 
But a, a lot of just a lot of the things that uh, the complaints that I have are just nitpicky stuff. I thought the movie itself did you, is, is pretty. Did you watch on headphones or did you? No, I watched watch, on speakers. Uh, okay, because I, I was going to say I didn't catch a lot of that, but I also didn't watch it with headphones on. Getting more into the movie, so this movie actually features two actors that have quickly become two of my favorite actors in movies in general. Probably not people that unless you're into this like newer wave of we'll call them B movies, I guess, just for a broad term. If you're not into those, you might not know them, but I'm becoming a massive fan of Nina Lane Kent, who is Isabella in the movie. She's like the badass mafia girl. And then Drew Marvick is quickly becoming my favorite person in Hollywood. He's if you probably have seen him in if you're if you're a Tubi surfer like I am, you've probably seen him in Pool Party Massacre. He just did the movie called Triple Xmas where he plays Santa and I haven't seen it yet, but to my understanding he just shows up and kills everyone on a porno set. Sounds like something that we might have to watch next year. But these two characters and they're not really I mean, I guess Isabel is kind of like the second lead or yeah like lead co-lead or something actors yeah but chuck or drew uh marvick is definitely he's a bit role in this but holy shit does he steal the show every time that his character's on tv or on the screen i would i would absolutely agree i feel like especially in the second well two second shit the last two thirds of the movie mm. anytime he's on screen i'm like there's something funny happening or there's something oh, like yeah. Yeah, him and him and Gino. The so the let's get into the premise real quick. So the premise of the movie basically is that a guy owns a studio. Gino owns this studio. He's kind of a sleazy dude, and he's making this sleazy workout video. He makes no bones about the fact that this is more about guys getting their you know just an ass popping their rod rather than it's a TNA video. Yeah, rather than doing any kind of exercise. Yeah, the woman who's financing Mrs. Stromboli, played by Ginger Lynn Allen, is great naming by the way. Yeah, Stromboli. Yep. She is kind of funding the thing. She wants to bring her daughter in so that she's not on the street doing things that people do on the street, getting in trouble, basically. Keep her out of trouble. Let her be in this in this movie. And so she comes in. She's her dad is a mafioso. She, you know, lets everybody know that her dad owns he's in sanitation. He owns a few landfills and maybe some people in the cast can go visit sometime. Yeah. He takes he takes care of problems. He definitely takes care of problems. And in this little side story, what actually happens right at the very beginning is there is a what is the murderer called? The strangler that goes around. There are two cops. I don't remember what they call them. The I'm just going to call them the cop belt strangler because that's basically all they do is use there are a belt these two guys that people. impersonate cops and they kill people with a belt. They like strangle people yeah. and do other things to them. So. The movie kind of follows along this line. There's one Phoebe, as we mentioned, is Kansas bowling. She is like the goody goody. She used to work at hot dog on a stick and she gets brought into because she has good leadership skills. That's what Gino says. And so the movie kind of revolves around these characters. They're trying to make this exercise video and hilarity ensues. Hilarity definitely does ensue. I like the dynamic between these characters. It feels like all the women in this movie feel very catty with each other. I've never been on a 80s aerobics sleaze video set. Are you sure? But I can only imagine. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I've watched enough of them, but I haven't been on set for one. I can only imagine that this is probably very like true to life as far as how a set like that would be. It's just total catty bitchiness back and forth. You could very much so feel almost animosity between these girls in that catty way. And once the movie starts to go off the rails, it just escalates that. It. We've talked about other movies like 
that just really take the tension angle and ratchet it up and ratchet it up and ratchet it up. This movie's got that, except you're going to replace tension with ludicrous insanity, but in a good way. The insanity meter starts with, you know, basically we see our first clip where they're starting to shoot the video. It's a lot of jiggling and a lot of butts and a lot of, you know, thongs and spreading. Yeah, spreading and all that good stuff. They take a break and they're going and watching Candy's slasher movie that she was in. She's very proud of the fact that she was in a slasher movie. And I think my favorite part, my favorite single part of the movie is when they're first watching the slasher movie because Phoebe comes in and is like, hey, guys, let's get to work. And they all start screaming at her. I don't know whose voice it is because it's a very different voice than anyone that's in the room. But there's one guy that very audibly and very loudly goes, I hate you. (laughs) Just super fucking loud. Yeah. And every time I hear it, I, I... almost have to stop to just laugh at it before i can even follow what happens next on that I'm, am i the only one who caught that no i heard it and i think that even that they <laughs> they show these little clips of the movie and it's basically just people being stabbed yeah <laughs> it's it's really funny it's a really good a really nice touch of the movie that it's just gerbled garbage of people getting stabbed one of my notes did say i want to watch the movie that they're watching in the movie and maybe it's just people it's like it's like america's funniest home videos except everyone gets stabbed <laughs> Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of right after that, you basically get, or pretty quickly after that, you get the most, I'd say arguably the most memorable scene in this movie that's not horror related, where Candy and Chuck, Drew Marvick and Jessa Flux go off to, at first you think they're going to go off and just bone or something. And that's kind of what the intention is for half of the dynamic. And it quickly turns into this, like Chuck being like, I'm going to get a director job and I can't like, I'm going to get a union job. And he basically is taking a very um, 2020s approach to not being a piece of shit, which is great. But Candy ain't having that. Like Candy is very adamant about someone looking at her tits. And this scene goes on for what feels like a really, really long time. And I don't know. You know what scene I'm talking about. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I really appreciate Chuck's commitment to his craft. He is (laughs) not (laughs) he's not going to make eye contact with these nipples chuck's a stronger man than i am i will give him that i think yeah i think he's a stronger man than most but yeah it's a it's a good scene at first but like you said it kind of gets prolonged maybe a little bit too long and then chuck ends up phoebe comes in the door chuck's like oh my god i I, this is my sister this is my sister and he leaves and then now phoebe's confronted with candy's breasts and jiggling around and bullying her with her breasts basically and this is what kicks off a bit of a, a Rube Goldberg device, right? Where Phoebe's like, she can't handle it. And she stabs Candy. In the breast. Yes. A few times. Yes. I will say I disagree with you that it it's almost too much. And here's why. I think it's too much, but then it keeps going and it comes back around to being funny again because it's still going. And it's, I think that's a really hard gag to pull off when you take a joke too long and then bring it back around to still being funny because it's still going on it's one of the things i hate about the show family guys they do that shit all the time they'll keep a joke going for like half an episode and it stops being funny but never becomes funny again they pull this off really well where this this gag goes on it's probably a solid four minutes of screen time or right around there which oh it's that guy shit we know a little bit about carrying a joke too far we do are you gonna critique my comedy timing critique god that was bad no just had to make an appearance today goodbye <laughs> all right well there goes that guy who still doesn't get out of here guy yeah but I, I i mean i think that's a that's a personal preference thing for me i th- I, I felt sure. like it went too long it's it still was funny but it, it was just kind of and it maybe it's just me it got uncomfortable <laughs> well it does it absolutely Ooh. does 
I mean, I don't mind looking, but it, it got uncomfortable after a little. And maybe that's the point. Well, and you're right. It does get a little uncomfortable. But again, that's kind of what brings the, the comedy of it back into me is that it becomes it goes. It's funny. Then it's like almost too much. Then it's uncomfortable too much. And then it's still going. And that's why I start laughing at it again. And then before you know it, you have this bussy woman with a knife sticking out of her chest and multiple stab wounds on scissors. her scissors or scissors i'm sorry just <laughs> hanging out in this room sitting on the floor and this is where we find out that isabella is kind of okay with murder <laughs> she essentially sets off the series of events that phoebe's about to carry out that she doesn't that phoebe does it's not like it's planned like she doesn't even know what she's about to do but she basically tells her hey there's murder and then there's business and she goes yeah she she unlocks a door in in phoebe's mind that sets her off the rails essentially basically so i thought i thought that was kind of funny i think think it's funny too that there's the initial like what happened to candy question but like pretty quickly people stop giving a shit about the fact that someone's just disappeared from their cast well hey it's just like murder side i'm murder side it's just like a robe aside it's just like that spa people die they oh i guess they're gone whatever on with life life goes on shit happens that's right it does referring back to my notes because I took extensive notes here. Uh-oh. The next thing I wrote down is cocaine is fun. Yeah, I, ha- I have a little something to say about that. And it's not a say no to drugs, dare program propaganda. But the movie really, it's 83 minutes long. And I, I remembered well, how long it was this time. It's 83 minutes long. And the Did movie... Did you look before you said it? No, I, I remembered it from earlier. Mm. That first third of the movie, almost exactly a third, it was like 28 minutes of the movie, is when that murder happens. And that part of the story, for me, I felt like it moved really slowly. Like that whole building, all the characters, building the relationships, building like what's actually going on in the movie took a little too long. So I was like, admittedly, when I was first watching this, I was like, okay, this is a thing. You know, I had my nitpicks already planned out because I had the look, I had the sound, I had the music. It's like, okay, those are all in here. Those are three things that I'm going to talk to John about. When we get to the part... You make it sound like I'm I'm a half of a couple where you're going to like scold me for making <laughs> you watch this. No, not at all. I Hey, man, I've made you watch enough trash. Anything could be better than some of the stuff I've probably subjected you to. Not to say this is trash, well, just saying. I've probably, sub- I've probably subjected you to similar trash. So, <laughs> When we get to the part where mind-altering substances, maybe not mind-altering, but definitely life-altering substances, substances come into effect, this is, to me... Mood enhancers. Mood-enhancing operators come into this movie. This is where, for me, the movie started to get interesting. This is where I actually was like... Okay, and it, it it feels like it's like a marked difference from that first... I don't know when that happens in the movie. I didn't take a note of that. I know the first murder is 28 minutes in. When that, when that cocaine comes... When that cocaine comes into the story, it transforms. I mean, it's still the same general plot. You know, it's still going along those same lines. Sure. But when that comes into play in the story, it changes the movie for me. It makes everything... Hey, I don't know. I've never done it, but I've heard cocaine makes everything better. It made this movie better for me. Like, this is when the turning point happens where it's, okay, I'm back and reinvested in this. Because, I mean, some of it I thought was a little corny. Like, all the, they start filming again, and Phoebe is, like, becoming the main character, and her dance around and everything. And I thought it was funny that some of the, that Isabella in particular is kind of looking at her like, all right, you get yours, you know? That's what sells it, is Isabella watching her and just kind of... And the other girls are, like, emulating. The other girls are trying trying to keep up, and... Isabella's just in there like the fuck is this bitch doing but she's there for it right but yeah that's the, to me that's when the movie really just takes off and it starts to get 
fun. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, essentially what happens here, and I'm not going to ruin the whole movie. I'm not going to spoil everything with it. Yeah. And I don't think we should. No, especially with this being pretty new. But, you know, you get a little more chaos within the core group of characters. And then, you know, Mrs. Stromboli comes back and there's some weirdness that happens there, which. (laughs) Yeah, you got to see it. Well, again, you want another scene that will make you might make you a little uncomfortable. Like, there you go. (laughs) But. It's funny enough that I I don't really have a problem with it. Like, there it is. Sure. So this whole section of the movie is probably only about like 20, 25 minutes. And then we're kind of reminded like, oh, yeah, there's these other two serial killers that are out running around. Because what ends up happening is the chaos inside the studio kind of spills out into the parking lot or alley or something like that. Yeah. And the rest of the world comes into the studio, too. Yeah. So what ends up happening is they go out and or one of the girls runs out and is like, this chick's crazy, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's going to hurt all us girls. And she's saying this to what she thinks is a cop. And we know that is not. not. It's just, you know. <laughs> cop in disguise and we're kind of all of a sudden catapulted into this whole like hostage survival situation kind of with these two serial killers but we still have all the insanity of the 80s exercise video coked up like crazy chick and like weird hodgepodge characters that all have very extreme well our main characters all have very extreme personalities and then we have kind of a couple that are a little more mousy that aren't so extreme i do want to pause here though because i think my favorite scene in the whole movie aside from what we've already mentioned is the scene where chuck tries out to be in the movie where he comes in yeah. and he's wearing his <laughs> little short shorts and his tank top and he, he they do a a sight gag where he just goes behind a door closes it and comes back out in full pink and purple leotard goes through this whole 20 second aerobics routine gets told to fuck off and then goes out the door closes it is back in his like thrasher guy clothes and just Flips off the director from behind the glass. It's just chef's kiss. It's almost gifable. It's that quick of a scene. Perfect. Yeah. And, and I really, like I said earlier, I really enjoyed the interactions between Gino and Chuck, especially after the cocaine is involved because, and I don't, it's not necessarily anything that they've done, but they seem to be featured more and they seem to interact more. And I think that those two characters really, that's, they're like the, the comic relief for everything that kind of happens around the the very extreme circumstances that happen in the movie. It was just a good, it was a nice touch. Almost any time they were on screen together, I, I laughed. Without spoiling the end of the movie, do you have anything you want to talk about as far? Because once the two cops are back in, this kind of wraps up fairly quickly. Like, we're not spending a whole, truthfully, this is a pretty short movie, and that's something I'm usually here for, and I am in this case as well. Do you have anything you want to touch on on how this movie kind of wraps up? before we get into final thoughts, hot dogs, and then question of the week stuff. I think that we really, the only thing I really wanted to touch on was the really lasting imprint of the last part of the, the movie, like the last, the end of the movie, essentially, like how the main... The big gore effect? Yes. The the very, okay. the movie really hides a lot of any kind of kill or or practical effect for a, a large majority of the movie. Like we talked about the the slasher movie is a prime example of that where people it's just people's faces and they're like, oh, you know, they're doubled over with like blood splatter on their face and stuff, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. Like I said, America's Funniest Home Videos with stabbings. I think maybe that should be a show. <laughs> but we get on ABC nonetheless. When we get to the point where Disney Company, this extreme, this extreme kind of gore effect happens, I actually thought it was pretty good. I was like, I mean, you can obviously tell it's it's an effect, but I was like, hey, it's practical. It's not too bad. I was I was pretty impressed. I love it. And that's the last note that I have is Chainsaw Head is fun. Yeah. I love it because it's very practical and the 
extreme low budget 80s way it kind of reminds me a lot of the meat cutter scene in intruder because it gets in there with all the chunks of stuff flying around and and whatnot i think there's some hair flying around too it's really up to this point of the movie like you could almost make the argument that this isn't a horror movie this scene alone makes it undoubtable like no this is not just a fucked up like crime movie or like some other genre like this is a horror comedy and this this scene alone solidifies that and for all you gore hounds out there i'm one of them sean's one of them this scene is we've said before like you almost need that one scene that justifies calling this like a horror movie this scene more than covers that that ground i think that's all we got i'd agree i don't i don't feel like we should give away what happens in this movie because it is so new because it's independent because it's free just spend the 83 minutes i mean not that anybody's counting but just spend the 83 minutes to watch the movie because you know you should it's worth your time if you've been listening to all the episodes this month it very much follows the theme if you've liked the previous two movies you'll find something in this that you'll it'll be redeeming of your time additionally if you like boobs you'll like this movie i mean at the very least high scan if you're a breast man it's true sean why don't you kick us off as far as hot dogs on this one i think i went first last time so why don't you go ahead and lead lead us into the abyss yeah so like i said before earlier in the episode i think my big complaints about the movie are just nitpicky stuff it's it's that this is definitely digital it's not something that was run through and not run through an effect to give it a kind of analog look some of the sound i was a little eh, wasn't a fan of and again that kind of synth wave sound that just kind of plays the soundtrack under a lot of the movie i think it would have been done better with maybe just ambient noise but i'm not a director i'm not a filmmaker i'm just some dude watching a movie and talking about it on a podcast i think the movie really starts to take off about halfway through when as i mentioned before the cocaine's kind of entered into the movie before that it is kind of slow rolling but it, it starts to pick up steam. It starts to become a little bit more absurd. It, it starts to show its true colors. There's a bit of a cat and mouse, a little, a little bit of a chase goes on. And that's when the movie really starts to get funny, too. Regardless of the, the complaints about some of the technical choices, I appreciate that the movie doesn't take itself too seriously. And I think that it doesn't necessarily have some of the high highs like Aerobicide or Death Spa has for me, but it definitely has heart. It's definitely trying to capture that vibe. And and while this this particular rating doesn't sound particularly good, I think that they they made a really good effort on trying to capture the spirit of it. I got to give it four and a half latex gyrations out of 11 hot dogs. Okay, that doesn't sound bad considering how we usually rate things because we're kind of notoriously harder on movies. To an extent, like I think we've only had one movie get a perfect score in the like between both of us you. in the history of the show. <laughs> yeah, and it was like one of the most classic of classic movies. I mean, I really felt this movie to be really perfectly frank at the beginning when I was watching it. I'm like, all right, okay, this is what you know. I know what I knew what they were trying to do. I knew what they were trying to do from the get. And when I was watching it, there's just something for me about modern movies when they're digital when they have that digital look if you have that really filmic even like you mentioned when you watch it on a big screen you can tell it look it feels like you're watching on a vhs first that that just really captures something with me and not to say that that makes a movie instantly great but that's like the kind of movie that i like i like movies from that era because they have something an it sets a tone an undescribable element to it that draws me to it so when it's something that's super clean it's almost off-putting to me because it's so clean. But but like I said, I just I I really appreciate the spirit that they're trying to capture. Uh, I just wish that that first that first third of the movie 
just moved a little bit quicker, really. That whole VHS look, we've talked about that countless times on the show, and I think both of us have that. It's it's a nostalgia thing. It sets a tone. It's We both came up in the video store VHS era. Even now, there's times where I look at a DVD, I'm like, this looks too good. Fuck off. You know? <laughs> That's not even like a Blu-ray or something Fuck like you. that. Yeah, right. I mean, I get where you're coming from with that. Yeah. But for me, it's pretty rare that I let myself get excited to see a movie anymore or like look i don't know that look forward's the right word but it's rare that i like get hopes up for like any movie because i find when i do that more often than not i'm just thoroughly pissed off and disappointed this movie is one of the few that i not only got my hopes up for and got excited for i actually really enjoyed again it's got actors and actresses in it i don't know what the proper term is anymore is it just actor now or whatever um <laughs> i'm old i don't, I don't know the fuck do i know yeah. as i mentioned drew marvick and needle and kent put them in every fucking movie and i will be absolutely thrilled about that i i like all the characters in this movie though though i like all the actors and actresses in this movie the stories for this kind of movie it's got enough there to kind of keep your interest i will say watching the having watched this a few times now Watching it a couple more times, I'm not saying that you should go out and rewatch this tomorrow. I know, I'm sure you just watched it today or yesterday, but letting it breathe a little bit and going back to it, you kind of pick up more things. It does mature better that way. It it has some good rewatchability to it. The scenes that are insane and ludicrous and ridiculous in it are all entertaining. The humor is really well done in it. The effects are great for what they are, and the overall look and vibe of the movie, although Again, it it doesn't give you that like VHS look to it for what it for this kind of movie being someone who watches a lot of these like newer Tubi like movies that find their way onto Tubi, even though they do a lot of other things. And all these movies, including this, are available to buy somewhere. I think it looks great. The sound is like the actual music choices. I can see where you're coming from, but I don't have a problem with them. At the end of the day, I have no major complaints with this. There's things that could be better. Yes, but it's a fun movie to turn on and just kind of have fun with i'd give it six and a half jason chainsaw cod pieces out of 10 raging hot dogs i think it's definitely worth your time you know what a a note that i wrote in here was to ask you does john like drew marvick because he wore a silver jason mask in this movie (laughs) did that boost him up for you i liked him before this movie because i really like him in full party massacre where he basically wears a michael myers jumpsuit through the whole movie have you seen that no i haven't that might end up in a poll somewhere soon but he's just i he's one of the few actors that i follow on instagram and because he's ridiculous it well i don't know what he's like in real life but what he posts is ridiculous like as he very much so feels like his character in this movie is not terribly far off from the actual person like it feels like they understood who he was and kind of took his personality and just accentuated it for this movie which it works so probably why it seems somewhat natural but yeah this one's super recommendable we haven't mentioned it yet but this movie or maybe we did mention it this movie's free on tubi it is on plex right now you can rent it for a buck without any ads or anything on prime video you can also check out the etsy if you go into etsy and search murder size i forget how their store is listed but you can find dvds vhs blu-rays posters swag all that stuff for murder size and all of other all the other a&p films like slasher at party and i believe cinco de mayo and streets of vengeance they're all there so if you like this again independent film go support it support the people that make it worth doing question of the week so we got quite a few responses this week which is good so our question of the week was what independent film 
or or otherwise would you like to see get more attention so we're gonna start over on threads fellow you run podcast network member pop culture reflections pod mentioned the movie welcome to the dollhouse have you seen that oh that's a great choice i love todd solon's welcome to the dollhouse i can't remember if i've seen fucking grade grubber don't be a grade grubber john i don't think i've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's a good one since this is indie stuff we'll let you know where to watch it it's Kaboom. on it's free on tubi okay so a lot of these are going to be movies that i'm not familiar with um i actually asked questions with some of these so over on Instagram, we have replies from Golden Chainsaw, who said the movie Benny Loves You, which I have not heard of that movie. Have you heard of this one? Nope, I have not. Free on Plex. Free on Freebie. Free on Tubi. So go check out Benny Loves You on all those places. Under the Floorboards podcast. I like that name for a podcast. That's pretty good. So the movie Wolf Hollow. I'm assuming this is a werewolf movie. I don't know, though. Also free on Tubi. Yeah. Can you tell if it's a werewolf movie or is it something else? It has a, a it looks like a wolf. I'm going to say okay. it's a werewolf movie. This is our least informed. Well, for us, you guys are informed. Our least informed question and answer that we're doing, but that's okay. Obvious, you run podcast network members and founders. Scott over at the You Run podcast said The Welder and 1BR are both on that list for me. So I know he said that 1BR is a movie about a cult. Because I was like, is 1BR short for something or is that the actual name of the movie? <laughs> it's the name of the movie. Where are these movies available, Sean? They are both if free on Tubi. Guess what? Free on Tubi. We're going to link these in the show notes, but they're going to be affiliate links. So if you click them, you'll give us a little bit of a kickback. You will? Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes, man. You can do it right on Amazon Prime, bro. All right. <laughs> Didn't know we had affiliate links. Learn something new every day. Switching over to X. Good friends over at Dissect That Film. Currently masquerading as dissect that new year had mentioned the movie the stylus from jill six so jill six is the director this is a movie that i knew about and i definitely want to check out but i haven't had the chance to do it yet where is this one available doesn't look like it's free but if you have a subscription to amc plus you can watch it there you can watch it on amazon for 2.99 across multiple multiple platforms for 2.99 there we go. From our friend Old Man Brad at Tubi Thursday. I'm assuming this movie is probably on Tubi, considering the name. He mentioned the movie Satanic Hispanics, which this looks pretty entertaining to me. It has a kind of mummy looking dude with skulls and good stuff. We were talking about Satanism earlier. All good th- things. Is that on Tubi? Are they good things, John? You can rent that for five ninety nine <laughs> on Apple TV, Amazon, Vudu, Hudu, the things that you do and the things you won't dare do, or you can buy them for twelve ninety nine. So not on Tubi. Not so, on Tubi. That's all right. Sorry, Tennessee. Heather Sachs at Dork of All Dorks on Twitter. I like that name. I mentioned the movie Brightwood. Brightwood is one of the successful transitions from horror into short full length movie. From short horror to full length movie. Sorry. Uh, loved it. Kind of a cool looking poster. That is definitely on Tubi. Tubi is a good place for independent film. Found on Shelf Pod said Christmas Cookie, which I have not seen. New York Ninja, which I have seen, which is pretty entertaining. Snake Out of Compton, which I could tell you is definitely on Tubi and is a movie. And Blood Sucker Jones, which I want to say is on Tubi because I'm pretty sure I have this on my uh, watch list. Currently, Blood Sucker Jones is not available to stream maybe got taken off of tubi recently it'll be back it's always back they always come back how about christmas with cookie or new york ninja new york ninja is available on fubo of all places and paramount tv if you're a subscriber it is not currently 
freely streaming. Okay. So Boomer over at Podcast in the Woods at Woods Podcast One said 12 hour shift, which is a dark, funny, smartly written, expert expertly directed, just really good time of a movie. I don't know that really good time looks like what it is. I see a lot of blood spatter on this, but it looks interesting. And Boomer's got pretty good taste in independent films. So if he's saying it's good, it's probably worth checking out. And you can check it out for free on Canopy. Otherwise, you got to have a subscription to Hulu or Apple TV or Amazon TV Prime video thing that they have for $3.99. I don't know what Canopy is. Canopy is the thing that you do when you have a library card and you want to do the thing. It has to be a participating library, but you can watch a lot of films on Canopy for free. James Dean, possibly the porn star, maybe not the porn star. I don't know. At James D7004 said, I had a bloody good time at House Harker, which I could tell you is currently on Flex, Prime Video, and Tubi. So looks like it's included in all those, so you can do them for free. Looks like an entertaining movie, too. Let's see. Slaymart at Bleakest Geekest uh, said Pastor Noster and the Mission of Light, the Theta Girl and the Bad Girls all underrated. And last one at I Seen It, which is at I Seen It Pod, said the movie Killer Rack. I am 99% sure that is on Tubi because I want to say I've almost turned it on. It is on Tubi. You're correct. Yeah. So that is a movie about boobs. So if you like this movie, you should probably check out Killer Rack. Sean, do you have a independent film of choice that you would like to mention that needs some attention? I mean, I think that independent film is such a broad category. I'd almost need a definition of what an actual independent film is. But I'm going to piggyback off someone earlier that said, welcome to the dollhouse. I think that Everybody should watch that film. Another Todd Solon's movie that everybody should watch is Happiness. Best ending of a movie ever. And I did actually write one down. My independent film choice, is, at least for horror, is The Void. I don't know. Excellent choice. I don't know about the circles that we kind of run in, how well known this is. But before I had seen this, it was a word of mouth thing. Like I had, I'd hadn't heard about it until I heard some people that we converse with. Namely, I think it was BP and Jordana had mentioned The Void watching the movie, I really enjoyed it. And I think there's just so much out there that you have to build a strong network with people that you trust, at least trust their opinions on movies that you like, just because it's so hard to discover, you know, what what's out there to watch that you might enjoy. So it's it's really it's really important to make those kind of connections, because then you can listen to somebody, hear their opinion and say they have good taste, or at least I agree with their taste. Let's hear what they have to say. Yeah, I agree with that. You almost need to find someone who at least has similar things that they like to you. So when you hear their recommendation, you're like, yeah, maybe. My recommendation for uh independent film that I think is worth checking out, this is hyper independent, but super cool at the same time. It's a film called It's With You Now, which is on YouTube for free. If you look up the You Run podcast channel, it is on there. It's about roughly an hour and 20 minutes long and it is scott's first film that he has made and it is very much so got some blair witch vibes it's very um found footage or to use bp our friend over at west hawk horrors term it's a handheld horror uh movie which i kind of like that phrase better anyway but if you like blair witch and that type of stuff this is absolutely in your wheelhouse and worth checking out the other things i'd like to mention is you know of course we've talked extensively about final summary that is also on Tubi as of this week for free so if you haven't gone back and seen that that's another one that's worth supporting they're you know great people in horror that are doing new things and then for this episode specifically i would also strongly recommend going back and checking out slasherette party and streets of vengeance both which are also on Tubi. uh same directing team that did murder size different vibe on both those films than murder size they are less 
they still have some comedy in them, but they're less like slapsticky. But if you like that kind of borderline sleazy, gritty, you know, raw storytelling that you kind of get in murder size, you get that in those and you get some, again, kills and fun stuff like that too. So those would be the ones that I would recommend checking out. All of them are free in a couple different places. And again, if you watch the or watch the show, if you listen to the show, you're probably somewhat familiar with Tubi anyway. Those weird looking titles that you've never heard of, just put one on. There's a good chance that some kind of independent film and you never know what you're going to stumble into. That's kind of what I like about Tubi is it's almost got this like digital video store feel where I just kind of pick things based off what image I'm seeing, which is about as close as I'm ever going to get to wandering the horror aisle of a video store. Amen. Amen, brother. So, hey, brother. Yes. Amen, brother. <laughs> So I think that's all we got for this week. Again, in the meantime, or now or later, whenever, whenever you feel like it, we do ask that you please check us out. You can find all of our previous episodes either at our site, which is scrap.town or at you run which is where all our shows and fellow network members are at. You can find us on all the social media networks at Dewey pod monster. If you shot shot, if you search Dewey pod monster, you're going to find us. Uh, we're there all the time don't shoot at us please that would suck and for the purposes of this episode and for however many times it comes up in the future if you have an idea of what we should name that weird voice guy that pops up because we can't figure what we just keep calling him that guy let us know send us a message on this episode you can do that on spotify social media wherever we need a name for that guy because he just keeps popping up like a dickhead and we don't know what to call him sean what do you got going on what do you want to tell us about keep (laughs) He keeps popping up like a dick. (laughs) The imagery is perfect. I I was going to break you from that, but okay. Yeah. Keeps popping up like a dickhead. Anyways, if you want your answer of the question of the week answered on the question of the week portion of this show, you got to answer the question of the week and you can find the question of the week on our social media that John mentioned. It's a Dewey pod monster. The other thing, Personally, I wanted to thank whoever's out there voting on our Spotify poll. I appreciate that they're out there putting votes in into our wackily questioned wackily listed polls and um you can leave feedback for us on our episodes directly in spotify again thanks to the people who are leaving those feedbacks if that's a word or not and if you want to find any of my michigan craft beer adventures you can check me out at youtube.drafttherapy.com you can follow me on social media at draft therapy all right so that's all we got we will be back next week with something i don't even know what we're doing next week yet so that remains to be seen in the meantime get out there exercise murder size sweat it up do some cocaine and we'll talk to you next week That's a good question. I think I think I broke Sean. <laughs> For me, my recommendation would be the film It's With You Now, which just came out this past month. Let me start over. Let me make sure I got that title right. You're the man now, dog. Is that what it's called? That would be pretty funny. You're the man now, dog. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start that over. So, Is it called You're the man now, dog? It should be. So, um, Popping up like a dickhead. <laughs>